and we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 175, aka season 2, episode 43, uh, coming at you this Saturday morning. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do this as a call-in, uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you this week, MC? Oh, well, uh, my life is pretty good right now. Um, unfortunately, I know I just met somebody. I met my neighbor um, who has... Uh, been having quite a hard time so um, did you take him a fruitcake i did not <laughs> um, but i did something that that nobody else has done for him for a long time and that was simply you know approach him and, and ask him how he's doing and ask him how i could help him so nice. um he was he was really happy about that um so what uh what i want to talk about though is uh Something I, I was just, you know, because of this uh, incident, um, not incident, uh, because of this, uh, whatever, meeting. Pattern of behavior? Um, there, There's this uh, drug called Spice, synthetic THC, and uh, it's really dangerous. And the reason why it became popular is because people want THC, but um, they want to be able to do it legally. So for a while, the synthetic stuff... It wasn't illegal yet, or it wasn't traceable in in the, the in the urine or, or blood, so uh, people could get away with it and and not get fired from their jobs. Um, problem is, it's hundred hundred times more potent than marijuana <laughs> uh, to to the actual brain brain cells. So the the receptors in the brain really soak it up and it. It really uh, is uh, very potent stuff, and uh, and it's actually it can kill brain cells, and neurons, and stuff in your brain, and uh, so like sucking yeah, really on helium that they told me in elementary school. Yeah, really, really. So it's it's very dangerous. Um, so it's it's illegal now. Uh, I still don't, but it's still sold a lot of places. Um, so, um, yeah, so the reason why I bring it up is because it's another area where the government got involved in restricting marijuana, the drug that people actually want to use, and people coming out with solutions that are more dangerous than the original thing that the government banned. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, I've put it on myself to try and help this gentleman. Um, he seems pretty cool. Um, he agrees with basically all my politics and stuff. And, uh, so, so almost, seemed, almost an anarchist for the most part. Yeah. Al probably wouldn't there. use the label. He, I don't think he's even considered it. Um, but he, he just knows that, you know, everything is kind of messed up in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, everything's backwards, but yeah, I don't think he's quite, you know, hammered it down to, to uh, you know, one or two things. So, um, so anyway, he needs help. I'm going to try to help him, and uh, yeah, wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. Uh, um, I, th 
what do I want to say? I think I think that's a starting point for a lot of people, right? It's it's the the general feeling that something is out of whack, something is out of order in the world, right? You 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 see what's going on, and you and you just you have a a sense that something is off or not right in some way, right? And and then people, you know, they they if they care enough, um, they'll they'll travel down like the research hole to figure out what the problem is, and then you know how do we solve that problem? Um, and unfortunately, politics seems to be the the method or the mechanism that a lot of people get into to solve those problems, um, and then that doesn't work out. And, you know, and, and that's when we can come along, right. And, and possibly like guide them into the right direction, which is, you know, the, the voluntary lifestyle. Um, I mentioned before the show, uh, to UMC that, you know, a a couple other friends of ours, friends of the show, maybe if you will, um, are looking to, to start their own show. And in a, in a, in a conversation with one of those, you know, potential hosts of their own show, he said that, you know, one of the reasons to, to, to do his show, um, is to kind of like, uh, recollect, uh, like the wayward souls, if you will, like the people who, who are almost there, who are either, either anarchists who have lost their way, um, and to bring them back, you know, like a, a guiding light, um, because they seem to have strayed off the path a little bit. And I think that's, that's part, that's part of it right there, right. Is, you know, Throughout my like tenure, I guess um, as an anarchist since since my conversion, right there I've had you know many many conversations with other friends um, about what's going on, and sometimes they're agreeable, right? They go, "Oh yeah, totally get it. Yes, that's 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 the problem. There's you know the, there there's the solutions that we're thinking about that we're talking about, um, and then that doesn't work." Right, that doesn't practically work in the real world, and and then so off they go again to find something else. Um, and unfortunately, right, we've talked about this a lot in the past for you know like the 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 liberty or the libertarian movement. Um, a lot of those people stray back into politics, right? We we talked about this before with the with the Ron Paul and whatnot, um, where they go like, well, we if if only we get the right people in charge then we can, you know, then we'll, we'll have more freedom. Um, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people think like that, right? You know, they go like, well, if we, if we get the right people in charge, um, then they'll, they'll enact the policies that we want to see, um, to see enacted and that'll solve some of the problems, right? Like, you know, um, poverty and homelessness, and the lack of equality and all the, you know, and all those other things that go like, well, if only, if only we had a candidate running on that platform, um, then we can fix that. Um, but more, you know, and, and, you know, to, to your example with the, the, um, the spice, right. It, if you go like, well, spice is a problem, right. A lot of people run and say like the state must ban it, right. Um, ban, ban spice. Um, so that no, so that all of a sudden nobody will have access to it, right? And then there's the the the, the critical thinkers who look a little bit deeper and like like you mentioned, MC. They go like, well, how was spice created? Well, it was created, you know, synthetic because marijuana is illegal, and marijuana, in comparison to spice, 
is not even that bad, right? But marijuana is banned still in a lot of places, foolishly. Um, and and so what does what does the market do? Well, the market provides alternatives, right? You're gonna you're gonna ban this, and so now we have this instead, right? And I and I said sounds familiar, uh, because it reminds me a lot of the uh, like the crack e- epidemic. Um, that I, I I didn't experience, but you know heard about just because of my age in like the '80s, right? Which was you know well well cocaine is hard to get and hard to come by, so you know or you know uh, and I- illegal you know and people are getting busted for it, um, so we can synthesize it down to you know to a crack rock that's you know more prevalent and more potent, um, and then you have that right, and then even the um, like the, the heroin overdoses, you know, that are, are a problem all of a sudden, you go like, well, what causes that? Well, because it's illegal, um, they, they're, they're not cutting it as much to get more of it onto the street. So you have more potent drugs, you know, in the hands of like not chemists, right. And not doctors who can prescribe it over the counter, uh, or, or, you know, or, or buy it over the counter, or prescribe it, uh, from a pharmacy. And then you run into problems with like heroin overdoses and, you know, and, and all kinds of other drug problems, right. That, that just don't exist, um, in the, at the same level. If, if you just let people do as they want, right. Like, what is it like monkeys and dolphins and all sorts of other animals, like do what they can to alter their brain chemistry, um, to get that, you know, euphoric or high feeling that there's nothing unnatural you, there's not, you can't say there's anything unnatural or specifically human about it. Um, so, so to ban that sort of behavior is kind of like anti-human. Um, and of course, anti-freedom, which is also important, but it's just, it just, it kicks the can down the road and creates new problems that then you go like, well, what, what's, what is the government going to do to solve this one? Right. We, we thought they were, we, we thought they was going to, you know, win the war on drugs and no more marijuana, but now we've got this other thing. That's not quite in the same category. So what do we do? Well, we ban that too. So now what's going to come, right? What's, what's next, um, in the, in that, you know, that battle for the war on drugs where, you know, if if you ban marijuana and you ban spice, right, what's going to be created next. That's going to be even worse than the two above, because that's just, you know, that's just how it works. Um, Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing that they create now is, is criminals, so now we got more stuff that's illegal, more stuff that people are addicted to, and 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 uh, you know more people that can't integrate with society, and then uh, and then then they have to hire more uh, uh, enforcers. G- yeah, gangs in, in, in blue uniforms <laughs> to to steal more money, uh, and and it you know makes it harder for people to get by, and they resort to drugs. And to cope, it's a, it's a cycle that repeats itself. It just it's it's yeah. kind of never ending. And uh, so yeah, and then you look around, you go like, what is wrong with the world? Yeah. Um, and it's 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 the state, right? I I was uh, I woke up way too early this morning, so I ended up you know just uh, dicking around on Facebook for a little bit, and I I came across like a I didn't watch the whole video, just kind of like the headlines of it. And it was, you know, the, the, the nicest place on earth, right. Kind of a thing where the people are so nice and so cordial and so friendly. And it was like Iran, right. And like, so if, if the people in Iran are so nice and so cordial and so friendly and so, you know, like lovingly and humane and hospitable and all those other nice things, 
right? Why, why are we having such a war, right, with, with, with the government of Iran? Well, it's because of that right there, right? It's not, it's not the people uh, of the country, right? It's, it's the people in charge, uh, so to speak, of the country. Um, and the, the government just gets in the way, right? No, ma- no matter, I'm going to say, right, no matter what country you go to, there are, there are people there, right? Human beings there that just want to get by and live their lives the best that they can and, and be, you know, as productive and, and fruitful as they can, um, to do, to do the things that they want, right? You get one shot at this, um, you might as well enjoy it or do the best that you can with it. And then there's the people in power that make them look bad and, and cause all sorts of havoc in their lives. Um, and they can either, you know, choose to, to resist and fight back and, and die, um, or not. But it's not it's not those people, right, that are like, you know, bombing the United States or like causing terror or wreaking havoc. Uh, for for the average day to day citizen, it's it's the local government. It's your it's your you know state and county representatives. Um, and I, I know you're you're big on you know federal policy, MC. But you know it's it's those people getting in your way, right? It's it's those people, um, like the local police that, you know, cause more harm and more damage and more frustration to the average individual, um, than any terrorist anywhere in the world. Um, you know, you, you, you need, you need not fear the citizen of Iran, um, you know, coming out and, and sneaking up behind you and flashing blue lights and putting a gun in your face, but you do have to worry about that with the gang in blue. Um, so it's just, so when I, when I say like, you look around and you see like, what is wrong with the world for me, um, it ends at the state. Right. Like I'm not I'm not worried about, um, you know, uh, corporations and, and capitalism or late stage capitalism um, and all that other nonsense, because to me, a lot of that goes hand in hand um, with the with the idea of the state and the power that the state wields over everybody else. So from an anarchist perspective, right, you get you get rid of that power structure and all of a sudden you just have for the most part. Right. I, I know there are outliers. Um, but for the most part, you just have average everyday people trying to get by and live their lives the best that they can. Um, and then you open up a lot of opportunity to them to do that even better and more efficiently um, when you get rid of that that overarching power structure. And then, you know, and then, well, will, will big companies take over? Probably not, because, you know, a lot of them get big by relying on state mandates and laws getting passed that, that prohibit competition. And when they have, you know, infinite competition... Um, they, they just, they have to, they have to act in the best interest, um, of the customers that they serve. Otherwise they go out of business. And I know a lot, I, I, I hear a lot of people going, well, no, that's not the case, right? Cause they will do their best to hide that from consumers. Um, uh, but that's a risk, right? That's a risk that they can take now because they have state protection. Um, if you eliminate that state protection, will, will some companies get shady and try to put one over on the consumer? Sure. Um, but when, but when that comes to light, like they're dead in the water. Like I, I would think for most companies, um, it's not, it's not worth the risk of going bankrupt for good. Um, just to put one over on consumers. You just, you operate honestly, uh, and openly, um, and then you don't have to worry about getting caught and then you just provide good service. Right. And if you make a mistake, you know, you, you deal with it. Well, that's, that's what I was mentioning, uh, on, on my latest, uh, tirade on Facebook, uh, <laughs> The, the corporations, because because government exists, corporations shield individuals from real responsibility. Yeah. Um, and in the case of a free market, 
the CEO of, of a corporation that knowingly uh, defrauds consumers or poisons them or, you know, whatever, um, they, they would be hurt physically that they, not just, not just that, but their property taken from them um, and distributed to the people he hurt. Um, I, I really believe that's what would happen. Now we have these these shields that uh, it, it it keeps things working, but it doesn't keep things honest. <laughs> yeah, and and that goes away once you eliminate those shields. Right. Yeah. I you know I, I as I was talking and as you were talking, MC, I had a thought. Um, I I you know I I've, I've been to college and I did the whole college thing and I've got you know like the, I've got a master's degree. Um, not that important, but I, when, when I was in college, there's a lot of stuff that they cram into the textbooks and they cram into you and you like, you got to memorize it for the test and all this other nonsense. Um, but the, the more, the more I reflect on that, the more I realize that there, I don't, a lot of what I learned, um, I learned either afterwards or outside of that environment. Sure. A lot of these ideas. However, there's some, there's some things that stick with you that, at the time is like a throwaway comment, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's an, it's a one-off insight that someone says, and it doesn't mean anything at the time. Uh, but all of a sudden it's very profound, right? So I, I remember I was in an economics class, um, and thinking about it now, reflecting on it now, the, I think the comment that the professor made was like one of those, one of those off, off the cuff throwaway comments, um, but like off script, I should say. It was an off script comment because it, it didn't come from the textbook. It didn't sound like something he was supposed to say. It sounded like something he said, well, the book says this, but here's the real truth. And then we move on with the book, right? So mm-hmm. at one, you know, we're talking about corporations. And at one point he said, well, um, we're studying like monopolies and how they form and, you know, what can be done about them and, you know, regulations. And as a, as a throwaway comment, he goes, in perfect competition, you don't really have to worry about monopolies because they can't exist, right? And then like, whoa, that's that's we didn't read that in the book, right? And he goes, well, think about it, you know, if if a company if a company it turns into a monopoly, right? If they use like predatory pricing uh, to drive competition out of business, um, that's unsustainable because it, once once uh, once they drive the companies out of business, you go like, well, then they have a monopoly. And then they'll raise prices back up, so they have to they have to eat this loss, right? For for such a long period of time to drive everyone out of business, that they eat this this huge loss, that they have to raise prices later uh, above what you know above what you would expect, uh, above the 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 you know the competitive prices uh, if, if there's other competitors in the marketplace um, to recoup those costs and then to make a profit and then you know, but then he says like, but once once they do that. Right, it opens up the door for competition to re-enter the marketplace, right? And then you have the, the like in, in order to maintain that monopoly, you have to price everyone out of business and then maintain that that below cost price, otherwise people will re-enter. And once people re-enter, then there's competition, and then you have to drop your prices back down. And and without yeah. without the state preventing it, right, it all ends up in balance. And so right. so don't even worry about it, right? Yeah. And he didn't give that detail of an explanation. He basically said. Uh, once once the prices go once the prices go up too far, people will come back in, and then you no monopolies, 
right? And moving moving on in the book, guys. You know, back to back to page three sixty three or whatever page we happen to be on. Um, right. But but so the, so people worried about monopolies now. Um, like, you know, uh, yeah. again, I, I listen to a lot of tech shows. It's like the internet monopolies and the, the, the big data <clears throat> corporations. But there was actually one monopoly that was successful. Um, and that was, I think, Rockefeller and the oil industry. But the thing about it was it didn't have the effect that everybody thought it was. Everybody would assume that, okay, he gets a monopoly, he's going to charge the most he possibly can and, and prices would go up but that's not what happened because he was smart and he kept prices going down and kept innovation happening going and prices kept going down and, and more people started using more oil products and that kept happening um it to his benefit and to everybody else's benefit too so yeah. uh even if there's a monopoly uh it's because they deserve it it's because they're yeah. doing the right things they're they're innovating. They're keeping uh, uh, consumers happy, and and they're and and more people are using more of their products. So, yeah, um, it's it yeah. It's just one of those. There's nothing inherently are, wrong with the monopoly. Yeah, it's one of those things that are mis totally misunderstood and uh, not worth fearing. <laughs> the only the only the only monopoly, and this is so. I got an argument on on Facebook. It was a, a Vice article. And they were talking about what they said, well, communism is popping up in the news now. Let's talk about it. And immediately they go into talking about capitalism, right? And (laughs) and the problems associated with capitalism. I'm like, no, like you you guys don't understand. Like we're heading away. The the further we drift away from capitalism, more problems that they're describing uh, uh, come about. And they, and they, of course, they, they attribute it to the, the capitalists taking over the government, but they don't understand that it's the government that, cre- that the people created that is the source of the problems. So you, 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 you put a, uh, uh, the, the, the ring of power and somebody is going to go want to pick it up, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. that's just what it is. <laughs> so, uh. That's the thing. Well, Those throw, corporations throw are incentivized to get into the government because the government makes the rules yeah, that regulate that how fire, they make money. Or, yeah, throw that ring of power in, in, in the in the lava and, and get rid of it, um, and 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 see what happens then. Um, so, anyway, that that was my my big argument argument back and forth with them. Um, it, it was good because uh, I got a lot of people to respond to me, and I got like seventy people writing comments below me. So a lot of people saw it and that's nice. kind of what I'm happy about, you know? So responding to vice art articles is, is fun because they're so stupid, you know, they're so horribly written and, and biased. And just, it's like it, you, it's funny because these, these people actually exist, you know, the, the far left people that sit in their bubble and they, and they, they don't know what is outside of that. Like they haven't, experienced anything outside of that right yeah and so and so when when you surround yourself that you know with people that think that uh you know money is is evil and and uh corporations are are evil and they're they're just trying to rip everybody off it's like you know it's it's kind of depressing to me like i, I don't know i don't know how i i guess yeah they 
if if you read their articles, obviously they're they're not enjoying themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, they've got so many uh, enemies. I feel like Every, at one time enemies, Vice was credible. An enemy. Yeah, well, it's, I, I like a lot of their TV shows. Their programming on that actually makes it on air. Uh, a lot of it is good, um, you know, especially when they're you know they're going around and and testing different drugs. You know, like for, you know free market all, all around the world of you know different types of uh, experiences and and how different cultures different things. And it's like okay, yeah, that's great. Uh, but you know, <laughs> going ranting and raving about mcdonald's or you know so, you know some corporation like it's just so uh i don't know it's pathetic to me like and then and then to to blame everything on a on a broad term like capitalist when everybody sort everybody's a capitalist and i even brought that up in the comment like even even the chinese they're, they're capitalists you go over to china you know what you go down the street and you try to get something they're not just going to give it to you. They're going to be like, where's your money? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like at one point vice was, was like credible and maybe it was just like my bias at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the whole, the whole push, the whole communist push now seems so contrived that, you know, like, like, you know, to your point with China, um, e- even communist China isn't all that communist. Right. I mean, they, it's, it's right. Well, they have to have somebody to steal from. And so yeah. why, while the capitalism is flourishing and creating value, uh, they'll, they're happy to let it go and, 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 and have more to steal from. Um, and we're on the reverse path in, in the U S you know, we had, you know, capitalism light for, you know, a while and, and now it's going towards government control of of everything they take they've taken over healthcare, the school system the the banking industry um you know you name it it's 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 total control um and uh you know we'd have a lot more innovation and a lot cheaper prices and a lot more competition uh, if we didn't have those things absolutely and yet and yet people want it right that, that that's the other to the, to the original point for for some odd reason, right? People go like, "There's something wrong with the world," um, and then a lot of them are like landing on socialism and communism as the solution to those problems, right? We 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 have poor people and poverty and all this other nonsense. So eat the rich, right? Those 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 people who have all the wealth or most of the wealth are the ones you know that that are causing our poverty. So. It's then okay to take from them, um, however they earned it, right? You know, they're, they're legitimate and illegitimate ways to earn in it, um, which is also a bizarre thing, right? Because you, you'll have people say, um, well, the companies who stole, um, you know, whatever, or, or, you know, or getting rich illegitimately um, off, the, off the backs and the hard labor of the individuals, like, don't make the connection either that that's how the state um, has gotten as big as it has, right? Everything the state has, it's stolen. Every you know, all the money that it has, uh, it's off the back. They don't they don't add any productivity. It's all off the backs of other productive members of society. Um, so why not eat the state, right? Why not go after those people who are leeching off the productive value of everybody else, um, 
so that every, everyone keeps what they produce, right? And the reason they don't is because they're going to need that force. They're going to need that power to take the money from the productive people to get what they want, right? The, the move towards communism and socialism, like I said, uh, relies on capital, capitalistic producers uh, to steal from. Uh, so you can't, you can't have communism, you can't have socialism um, to, the effect, to the extent that they want without, without having a capitalistic class um, of producers and value creators to, to take that from. Then, every, then it's a race to the bottom, right? Uh, e- equal, all things being equal, everyone ends up at zero somehow um, because there's no, way, there's no way to account for it any other way. MC, right, and that's that's still why, like, pragmatically, I, I think that's the right word uh, to use. I, I want to find a solution that kind of neuters the, the left's pursuit of of political power, um, and so that's why I, I I'm trying to work with the UBI people, the universal basic income people, to uh, to to limit the functions of the state, so that way that the the free market can come up with the solutions, and all the people need is you know a, a bare minimum to get by, and then if if they want more, obviously they're going to find a way to get it. That's what people do. Um, even even people that are on welfare right now, and they're getting you know free education, free healthcare, free lodging. Um, you know, free food, getting all the free stuff. They're not stopping at that. They're doing side jobs because you know what? They want more. Absolutely. I, mean, I see it. I see it all the time. Like this, you know, <laughs> the idea that, that the state can provide everything that, that people want is, is completely moronic. Um, and so, and that's why I want to, I want to, I want to try a different equation, um, which puts more emphasis on, on uh, cash trades where people have complete control of, of their money um, and, and try it that way. Um, so, and, and I, and I really believe I can do it without, without the state and without theft. So that's, that's my, that's why my mission is so important to me. Yeah. And, and where, and again, just, just for the record, if you haven't already heard, um, I completely disagree with the ideas of UBI. However, um, the the way you plan on implementing it voluntarily, um, I can fully support, um, like like that way of going about it, right? You go, okay, you 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 want UBI, you're gonna do it voluntarily, no force, no fraud, no coercion, just you know, you sign up and you get it. Um, by all means, go for it. Um, but I'm I I remain skeptical to its. I'm uh, I'm, I'm glad you do. I mean. I, I've obviously, um, it's, it's, well, it hasn't succeeded yet, so I can't, I can't prove you wrong, but that's, that's the challenge, right? Um, yeah. You know, new, new ideas, uh, to, you know, they, they have to be tried in order to be proven wrong. So, um, yes. but I, but I do know that the current, uh, monetary system is, is built to keep, well, the, the, the bankers in, in power. Um, you know, whether they even know it or not, like, and I'm sure a lot of them do. There's, I mean, there's been bankers that said, you know, the, the easiest way to, to rob a bank is to own one, uh, you know, so it's, it's a fraudulent system. 
built on putting other people in debt and 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 collecting the the benefits of it see and and is with that thought right like i'm i am i am entrepreneurial minded yet don't own a business and so what it's it's difficult to explain but every time i see like a good idea or or something right i go like well how do i how do i be you know be at the top level of that you know uh pyramid for lack of a better term right like i have a lot of friends who do mlms and i go like well i don't want to join your mlm i want to start an mlm because i'm at the top right 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 like why why would you why would you call yourself an entrepreneur and a business owner when you're really like the marketing arm of somebody else's business right you're not so if you want to be an entrepreneur in, in this field, go do something like that. Like, you know, be the entrepreneur who starts their own MLM and do it that way. Um, so when, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, Bitcoin being what it is, but even before that, right. You go like, well, if, if the banks are the cause of all this, right. How do I be the bank? How do I, I, I want to be the bank. I don't want to, I don't want to use the bank. I don't want to be a client or a customer of the bank. I want to be the bank. You know, and so I, right. you know, well, that's 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 pretty much my my question too. And cryptocurrency does provide a, a solution for that. Uh, however, Bitcoin was created as decentralized, right? And so th- yeah. there are there are centralized tokens out there. So Stellar and uh, Ripple, for example, um, and uh, but but they don't hold the same ideology as, as me. Yeah. So, you know, whether or not they're successful, I, I don't really care. Um, you know, my 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 purpose is, is different from theirs. Um, but the answer is, I mean, the question is still there. You know, how how do you be the bank? Well, uh, the, the way currently run the Federal Reserve System is is a monopoly. Uh, so it's a it's a cartel. It's yeah. You know, pri- private ownership enforced by uh, government. A private monopoly enforced by the government, so it's a cartel. Yeah. Um, well, on a more practical level, I was thinking payday loans, right? I've had I've had conversations with you know Cosmo, uh, our, our friendly caller, every once in a while, and, and friend. Sure. Um, you know, if, if but that but that wouldn't grant you the the ability to print your own money. Well, not to print your own money, but there's there's nothing there's nothing necessarily illegal about printing your own money. It's it's the counterfeit money that they have a problem with, right? So th- there are there there is a myriad of local currencies um, that I've I've looked into in the past. Like uh, I think they call them like community currencies that are used like within your local community. So you can't sure. print Federal Reserve notes, but you can definitely print your own notes. Um, and whether or not you're using Federal Reserve notes uh, out out of your you know payday loan place or if you print your own notes that you, you know, then start to work towards getting people in the community to use, well, then that's, that's a start, man. Um, you know, so, so start like, start with the payday loan place was, was always my idea. Um, use the federal reserve notes to do that. And then once you build up like, you know, a mini war chest or a stockpile or whatever, um, then start looking at community currencies. And now we have cryptocurrencies. So it's even, you know, it's even easier to do that. Um, you know, so, to, to issue so that kind of funds. The the advantage of crypto is that you can do it not just in a local community. You can you can do it worldwide, 
and you can, the, the distribution could be much greater and you can get much more people involved in it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really why I say <clears throat> cryptocurrency is, is the answer. Uh, and, and because, you know, depending on the type of blockchain, you can, you can verify how many funds are out there and, and, uh, and who has them and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's a little bit different. Like if, if you're, if you're, printing out your own currency and then well what's to stop you from from printing a whole bunch more well it, it, with blockchain technology you, you can kind of prove that you know the funds are what you say they are they, they are auditable on on the blockchain so um so pe- people value those type types of uh attributes and uh, in, in yeah. money and and the federal reserve note and i i i 100 believe this is at this point, it's just another altcoin. Uh, the Federal Reserve, most most of the money is digital. You know, they don't have paper for the vast majority of of uh, U.S. dollars that supposedly exi- exist. Um, so at this point, it's just another altcoin. Uh, they just don't know it yet. Yeah, I've I've seen a, a similar post. To, you know, I heard of this new altcoin called like you know the Federal Reserve something or other. It was like there's there, there's no there's no cap on it. There's no verification of how much is out there. Sounds like a scam yeah. to me, or something to that effect. I was like, yeah. yeah, if you if you just look at it from that perspective, then it's definitely not the best yeah. currency to be using at all. It's a, and it's funny too because people keep trying to figure out whether Tether is a scam. Tether is a, another cryptocurrency pegged on the U.S. dollar. So one Tether equals one U.S. dollar, and I'm like, why would you even question it? Like the, the, the U S dollar is a scam. So why would tether not be a scam? Like it's built on a scam. Like maybe the, maybe tether is uh, uh, you know, scam 2.0, you know, <laughs> compared to, compared to the, to the federal reserves scam 1.0, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a scam. Like it, it, I don't know. So weird. <laughs> People to me, tether sounds like a transitional scam. Right. Like I don't yeah. necessarily I don't necessarily have a problem with them, like pegging it to something of a known commodity, because in the minds of the general like consumer, right, they go like, oh, OK, so this is as good as a dollar. Right. If yeah. I have a if I have one tether, I have one dollar. Um, yeah. But but it's actually not. It's it's worth one dollar on crypto exchanges only. It's not worth one dollar anywhere else. So you can't. You can't take a tether and exchange it for a dollar because there is no outlet. So no, nobody has ever taken a tether token and brought it back to the tether company and gotten their dollar from it because they don't even have a mechanism for that to happen. So all the tethers that they're creating are they're creating out of thin air, just like okay. the dollar. So I, I don't have anything like morally opposed to them doing it, but most people don't understand what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Again, because I don't, I don't have a full understanding of what it is either. I asked you about it a long time ago, because I went, how does, how is it that on an exchange it can trade for above or below a dollar when it's supposed to be pegged to it? Like it, it, that's that's not even how the pegging works. Like why would you pay more or less for a tether when you know that it's it's valued at a dollar all, all the time? But like I said, to me it just seems transitional, right? It's to get people, it's to get people who don't know to at least have like a mark to tie it to. With with all the fluctuation and the prices of all the sure. other currencies, at I least mean, this there, one is steady. There, there is a a use case for it, 
but yeah. it's it's creation was to steal money <laughs> that's, okay that's that's uh that could that be easily say, said for the thousands of altcoins that are out there well no doubt. ico and bankruptcy yeah oh I, I i have to let everybody know i was involved in a scam another one can you believe it i I yeah I I can believe it because <laughs> because again there's so I, many altcoins out there. Uh, are you I, are you talking about another altcoin or? Yeah yeah I should have known better right but uh, uh I got I got I got got again and that was uh so there's this uh, altcoin called Salt. Oh okay uh, I, we talked about this. Yeah it's a it's a lending uh, company where you you buy the salt tokens and then. Uh, the, the salt tokens allow you to take out uh, loans, uh, U.S. dollar loans, based on how much uh, cryptocurrencies you have. And so you can either let them hold the salt tokens as as collateral, or uh, uh, you let them hold Bitcoin or Monero or whatever whatever other crypto you want. Um, so I don't know how it's going to play out yet, but the CEO bailed. So the CEO took. You know, I don't even know what they took at this point. Maybe, maybe he didn't take anything, but I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, okay. Because some apparently some insiders say that it was a, it was a, what what do you call that type of scam where they just insider trading? Oh no, Ponzi scheme. Uh, oh, not Ponzi scheme. Um, I can't remember the term, but I... but anyway, he just he just took the uh, exit scam. Exit. Scam. Oh okay. So, so he you know he's like oh I'm done. Uh, Sorry, I don't know where your money went. <laughs> what? Uh, you know that's traceable, right? So, um, anyway, that's that's the the idea. I I don't know how much truth there is to the exit scam thing, or if he just got tired of doing it. Um, I'm gonna make the assumption that it was an exit scam. Uh, so, the only good news is there's another company that wants to take over. Uh, all the good work that the salt lending company has done so far. Um, okay. So, you know, hopefully it won't go to zero. Hopefully, you know, people will still get use out of it. Um, and these things happen. Um, do some research on, on uh, X.com that, that uh, Elon Musk was involved in and PayPal and eBay that I just watched a two hour video on that. It's just, it's really amazing how, how, uh, how much fraud there was involved in that not not between the ceos in that case but yeah uh, uh you know all the troubles that they, they faced and uh, and and they climbed out of it and you know became hugely successful so um yeah so you know i, I still hope hope it works out uh but as with any cryptocurrency it's very risky and there's there's a lot of of greed and theft uh, uh involved with them and uh you can expect more of this kind of BS to happen. <laughs> you know, I, just, I just remember when you first told me about salt, like when you were trying to explain the, like the collateral system to me, I go, well, that, that sounds a little sketchy. Cause you said like, depending on, depending on the price fluctuations, you got to like continuously fund your, your crypto collateral in order to maintain the loan that you already got in U S dollars. Right. right. I was right. like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you're like, oh no, it makes t totally perfect sense. You know, the the way you explained it kind of made sense to to cover their ass, 
But at the same time, like, right. you know, if you put up collateral and they give you a loan, that's it. Like, you know, that's their, they, the collateral covers should cover whatever risk that they're incurring. Well, right. Otherwise you put up more well, collateral, only, but you don't put up collateral in the, in the interim. Well, if, if you put up Bitcoin as collateral and they don't sell it immediately, you know, for cash, then, then they wouldn't, you know, then they would have the cash to back it up. But the point is, is they want, they want you to be able to hold on to your Bitcoin. Bitcoin okay. might go down in value. And so your, your part of the agreement is, okay, well, I'll, I'll fund more into it to keep the, the contract valid. And then when Bitcoin goes back up, then, well, you'll just, you'll, be, you'll have just way more money at that point. So let's, let's imagine I, I took out, uh, I put in a uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of collateral and I take out a hundred thousand US dollars and, and the price goes, the price of Bitcoin goes up after that. Well, then I've still got the Bitcoin there. So I still get all that value from the Bitcoin and I still got the hundred thousand dollars I can use at any moment. Um, so, so that's the benefit uh, that they're trying to provide people. Um, unfortunately, it goes both ways. So when it goes down, you have to do something. When it goes up, you, you gain something for nothing, basically. Well, and I think that's the risk that they take, right? I mean, that's yeah. But, that's what I'm saying. If, if, the, if the it goes thing. up you, or down, you shouldn't have to, like, fund them more Bitcoin, they're, you know, to maintain not, the same loan. They're not in the business of, of taking risk. They're, they're in, in the business of providing a, a service, right? And so, and, and that's why the risk is put on the customer uh, taking out the loan. Well, that's that's silly in and of itself. Every business takes risks. Every business, every business is in the business of taking risks because if without the risk, you don't get the reward, right? Even the supermarket mm. who puts all that food on the shelf, right, takes the risk that some of it's going to go bad and spoil before it gets sold. Well, that's that's manageable risk, but. In, in, in the crypto world, that it, it it's not manageable at all. You know, Bitcoin could go to zero. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's not some something that I would tell anybody, you know, to to bet all their money on. So, uh, in order for the company to operate, they they have to have that uh, that stipulation that all right that 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 the 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 value of the Bitcoin that they're holding on to has to be backed by something, and that and that that it's backed by the promise from the customer that I'll, you know, I'll, I'll fund more if the value goes down or, yeah. you know, give the money back. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but look, you know, you, you fund more Bitcoin and they walk off with it. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. And that's, and that's, that's why the risk is totally on, on the user. But at the same time, like if, if I did get a loan with them, I would still have the cash. Right. Unless I, bought a car with it but yeah <laughs> now i would have something right i wouldn't have nothing sure but it i thought it was a really great service i i would have used them if if it continued they didn't actually end up operating in hawaii yet uh i think colorado maybe okay um but yeah that's the thing they were trying to expand and uh uh you know it happens yeah i mean that's that's if if it's if it's a shit happens Right. I think like that's part that's part of doing business with with any venture, um, even even Kickstarter. Right. There's a bunch of scams off on Kickstarter, um, but there's a bunch of like uh, products and services that just didn't work out. Right. right. There, there's a bunch of campaigns that they went. We have this really great idea. Let's fund it. And thank you for funding it. But it's not going to work out. And so sorry. Right. 
And then there's a bunch of, you know, we have this really great idea. Give us all your money. And now we have all your money and we're not even going to attempt to make it work out. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a difference there. So if the case in the case of salt, right, if it's a we have this great idea, give us all your money. Um, sorry, the idea wasn't as great as we thought, you know, but we, we gave it a go. Um, I wouldn't call that a scam. That's just, you know, that's that's a bad investment on, on the people who gave them money. Um, but if they, if the CEO walked off, you know, with his golden parachute, um, and like, you know, millions of Bitcoin or whatever happens, you know, millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin or whatever happens to be, um, then yeah, probably a scam, but there's, you know, there's a lot of business ventures that just don't work out. Um, which is why, you know, investors hedge, hedge, hedge their risks as well. Right, right, right. But But in the um, crypto space, there seems to be a lot more scams than there are. I have this really new great idea for where crypto and blockchain technology will go. True, true. And and there's a lot of people, and this is why I didn't get into Ethereum. Um, they want to do stuff with blockchain that it wasn't really meant for. Um, and that's when you get into problems like they, they, they started running crypto kitties, you know, the video game thing, trading card game on, on the Ethereum network and it, and it, and it caused the network to slow down. It's like, uh, that was fun though. That was, that was, that was one of those like bizarre things. Like who would have thought, who would have tried that otherwise? Yeah. But that, that's the thing. Like, um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe in the Ethereum platform simply because maybe crypto kitties should be run on its own platform. Like it doesn't need to be run on, on the Ethereum platform, they could made Ethereum 2.0 and say, "Well, this is the one that CryptoKitties runs on, so that it doesn't affect everything else." Sure. <laughs> um, and maybe they could have made ten times as much more money because they made a brand new blockchain, all these extra tokens, and yeah. you know, whatever. Like an Ethereum know. fork. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's to me, it's just not necessary the same way that that Bitcoin is. Okay. Um, and but anyway, yeah, people are constantly creating new things i really i really believed that that salt was not not a good altcoin but i thought it was a good company and that's and that's why i invested in it i i I looked at it as as a potential game changer uh as far as a like a a company that is providing a service and uh to create liquidity in, in the market and and to give me what i i want sometimes you know sometimes i do want to spend u.s dollars uh, you know, if, um, if I want to make a big purchase, uh, I'm going to have to find a way to do that. Um, and so anyway, salt at the moment, you know, for this foreseeable future, uh, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe five years from now, they'll, they'll get all the bugs worked out, but, uh, yeah, not holding my breath. Well, and it, and it may not be with that company, right? It, yeah. it the, the idea might be sound. And it just might take, you know, like you said, uh, some time to get the bugs worked out or another company come along that has the solution um, to implement to implement that type of technology the way it would work for you. Um, and then we'll see. Right. But, you know, sometimes sometimes right, Bitcoin, notwithstanding, the, the innovators aren't the mainstays. Right. They, they innovate and then that's it. And then every some somebody else comes along. Bitcoin. Yeah. um in my opinion is, is the mainstay in the crypto world, um, for now. Right. And, and has been for almost a decade at this point. Um, and will that last forever? No, but it'll always be there. Um, just because it is what it is. 
but you know, not not all companies are like that, right? Some someone innovates, comes along, and that's it, um, and that's how that's how business works. Yeah. So, so there is there is another company that or or blockchain that is trying to provide that. I think it's called Money Token. So, well, we'll see how that works out. Maybe that's a is that an oxymoron right in the title? I don't know. All right, is it money or is it a token? <laughs> What's a money token? It's. It's, I'm already it's predicting a, failure. It's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just the name. How much is in a name? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is a Bitcoin anyway? I mean, is 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 it a bit or is it a coin? <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. But I mean, like you know, it's it's a digital coin, right? I mean, it's 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 a mesh of the old with the new, whereas you know. But it's not actually. It's all new. It's all bits. <laughs> well, yeah, but to, to tie it in with what what people understand and know, which is like dollars a, and coins. But it's just a word because it's not yeah. actually physical anything. It's just yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I see that point. But they're they're not they're not contradictory in and of itself, right? It's not like you know, it's not like a bit is is the opposite of a coin. But but it but it did confuse the TSA when they saw those physical bitcoins in there and they they wanted to arrest that guy and, and see how much he had or the bitcoin <laughs> buttons what are those bitcoin buttons see and that was the other thing right the the bitcoin technology lended itself to people creating physical bitcoin like that existed that was a thing oh, you, yeah. you, there was there was you know um, i don't think you can legally call it coin um, you know, cause the U S federal, you know, uh, federal reserve has like a monopoly on that term, um, huh. which got the Liberty dollar in trouble. They, they had to call it like rounds or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you, they created these physical rounds that operated as a Bitcoin. Like there was a, a wallet stamped onto the physical round. So can you have a physical Bitcoin? Absolutely. Um, but to me, you, you trade money for tokens and vice versa. Right. You know, you, you give the, you give the, the, was it the railroad uh, or the, was it the BART system or whatever? You give them money and they give you a token, right? You go to Fun Factory, you know, you, you give them money and they give you a token, right? And, and, and no between shall the two meet, right? You don't get to, you don't get to put money in the machine. You put tokens in the machine. Um, you go to the carnival, same thing. So what is a, what is a money token? <laughs> if, if, if it works what? as money, you know, then you need not call it a token. One of, one of the uh, comments I made on, on my my rant was that if if you if you give the government enough power, create a, a central bank, then then the government will have enough power to steal everybody's gold, and that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, and then sold it back to them at like a thousand times the price. Well, actually, or... they sold it to Europe. Okay. Most, most of the U.S. gold went to Europe and, uh, you know, and then they mismanaged it, too. Um, well, yeah, they but when, when they confiscated it, it was like tw- uh, t- 20, 20 U.S. dollars for one ounce of gold. Right. When they when they lifted the ban on gold, it was what like hundreds of dollars for an ounce of gold. Right. That you could then purchase back. Sure, so they they sure. took it at 20 and sold it back at a couple hundred. But they but even though they set the price high. For, for U.S. people, they would sell it to Europeans for cheaper than the, yeah. than the price for U.S. So that's where most of the gold went was, was Europe. And then they mismanaged it 
and you know who knows where it went from there you know, to the Middle East or to Russia or you know it, it you know it it, it moves um, I'm sure a lot of it went to Switzerland and a lot of it went to some you know a bunch of you know rich uh, investors and and you know it's still buried underground somewhere somebody owns it you know but um, but yeah it destroyed a perfectly economic system and replaced it with a, a bureaucratically centrally controlled uh manipulation yeah was it was it russia or germany someone's recalling all their like their gold you know oh, sure. all their yeah. gold storage like yeah no no we we had we had a safe vault for you in the in the united states but uh we're, we're gonna take that gold back now <laughs> we, yeah. we don't want well, it over there if, if it even exists right so and that's that's part of it they're like oh well we have to find out which gold is yours like what do you mean like <laughs> yeah where where did it go now? Uh, yeah, it's it's a messed up system. So, um, but anyway, I think we're getting close to finishing up, right? I think we're right on the wire. We can wrap it. You done? Final thoughts? Yep. Nope. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you guys know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com/slash anarchistexperience. Um, we didn't get to any of the articles, but you can read them on the groups page, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchist experience, uh, twitter.com slash the anarchist exp. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, we do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.